My father, Frank, came from a line of tenant farmers in Yorkshire, England. His grandfather, my great-grandfather, John Hawking, had been a wealthy farmer. But he bought too many farms and had gone bankrupt in the agricultural depression at the beginning of this century. His son Robert, my grandfather, tried to help his father, but went bankrupt himself. Fortunately, Robert's wife owned a house in Boroughbridge in which she ran a school, and this brought in a small amount of income. They thus managed to send their son to Oxford, where he studied medicine. My father won a series of scholarships and prizes, which enabled him to send money back to his parents. He then went into research in tropical medicine, and in 1937 he travelled to East Africa as part of that research. When the war began, he made an overland journey across Africa and down the Congo River to get a ship back to England, where he volunteered for military service. He was told, however, that he was more valuable in medical research. My mother was born in Dunfermline, Scotland, the third of eight children of a family doctor. The eldest was a girl with Down syndrome, who lived separately with a caregiver until she died at the age of 13. The family moved south to Devon when my mother was 12. Like my father's family, hers was not well off. Nevertheless, they too managed to send my mother to Oxford. After Oxford, she had various jobs, including that of Inspector of Taxes, which she did not like. She gave that up to become a secretary, which was how she met my father in the early years of the war. I was born on January 8, 1942, exactly 300 years after the death of Galileo. I estimate, however, that about 200,000 other babies were also born that day. I don't know whether any of them was later interested in astronomy. I was born in Oxford, even though my parents were living in London. This was because during World War II, the Germans had an agreement that they would not bomb Oxford and Cambridge, in return for the British not bombing Heidelberg and Göttingen. It is a pity that this civilized sort of arrangement couldn't have been extended to more cities. We lived in Highgate, in North London. My sister Mary was born 18 months after me, and I'm told I did not welcome her arrival. All through our childhood there was a certain tension between us, fed by the narrow difference in our ages. In our adult life, however, this tension has disappeared as we have gone different ways. She became a doctor, which pleased my father. My sister Philippa was born when I was nearly five, and better able to understand what was happening. I can remember looking forward to her arrival, so that there would be three of us to play games. She was a very intense and perceptive child, and I always respected her judgment and opinions. My brother Edward was adopted much later, when I was fourteen, so he hardly entered my childhood at all. He was very different from the other three children, being completely non-academic and non-intellectual, which was probably good for us. He was a rather difficult child, but one couldn't help liking him. He died in 2004 from a cause that was never properly determined. The most likely explanation is that he was poisoned by fumes from the glue he was using for renovations in his flat. 
My earliest memory is of standing in the nursery of Byron House School in Highgate and crying my head off. All around me, children were playing with what seemed like wonderful toys, and I wanted to join in. But I was only two and a half. This was the first time I had been left with people I didn't know, and I was scared. I think my parents were rather surprised at my reaction, because I was their first child, and they had been following child development textbooks that said that children ought to be ready to start making social relationships at two. But they took me away after that awful morning, and didn't send me back to Byron House for another year and a half. At that time, during and just after the war, Highgate was an area in which a number of scientific and academic people lived. In another country, they would have been called intellectuals, but the English have never admitted to having any intellectuals. All these parents sent their children to Byron House School, which was a very progressive school for those times. I remember complaining to my parents that the school wasn't teaching me anything. The educators at Byron House didn't believe in what was then the accepted way of drilling things into you. Instead, you were supposed to learn to read without realizing you were being taught. In the end, I did learn to read, but not until the fairly late age of eight. My sister Philippa was taught to read by more conventional methods and could read by the age of four. But then she was definitely brighter than me. We lived in a tall, narrow Victorian house, which my parents had bought very cheaply during the war, when everyone thought London was going to be bombed flat. In fact, a V2 rocket landed a few houses away from ours. I was away with my mother and sister at the time, but my father was in the house. Fortunately, he was not hurt, and the house was not badly damaged. But for years, there was a large bomb site down the road, on which I used to play with my friend Howard, who lived three doors the other way. Howard was a revelation to me, because his parents weren't intellectuals like the parents of all the other children I knew. He went to the council school, not Byron House, and he knew about football and boxing, sports that my parents wouldn't have dreamed of following.